You guys good? All the time. Oh, God is good. Amen. The atmosphere is so sweet right now in this building. It feels so good. Like Mark said, my name is Jordan Bikila. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm going to be speaking about being chosen. I feel like coming off of what we just came out of in 2020 to now, it left a lot of uncertainty in people's hearts, knowing are they chosen or are they just in limbo? Are they... Are we figuring this thing out or do we know what we're doing in life? And this was me personally, to be honest, where I was uncertain of where God wanted me to be. And I doubted the calling on my life, to be honest. I doubted that he actually chose me to do what he's asked me to do, the assignment that he asked me to do. So follow me to 1 Samuel 16. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Since I have rejected him as king of Israel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons to become king. I have chosen one of his sons to become king. Side note, you never know who's speaking about you behind closed doors. You never know the conversations that are being had about you. Sometimes when you're at work and you're doing the photocopying and you're like, this, can't this boss just leave me alone? Can't you just, ah, just go away? You never know. Behind closed doors, they may be having a conversation about your promotion. But I'll get on to that next time. Okay. <laughs> Samuel then went to see Jesse. Jesse brought all of his sons out, all seven of them, but they didn't fit. It wasn't what God had chosen. My first point for today is whenever God puts your name on something, no man, no woman, no girl, no circumstance can rub that name out. Amen? Amen. So what we need to then firstly establish is that God, whatever God sets out for us, that's fixed. That can't be moved. That can't be shaken. There's a hymn, one of my favorite hymns is, On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. That means the rock of Christ that you're standing on is solid. So if he said you're going to be something, you're going to be it. If he said you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a doctor. If he said you're going to be a businesswoman, you're going to be a businesswoman. It may not look like that right now, but if he said it, he will complete it. Amen? Amen. Verse 11. So he asked Jesse... Are these all the sons you have? There is a young, and then Samuel said, there is still the youngest, Jesse answered. Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down till he arrives. So he sent for him, and he had brought him in. He was glowing with health, and he had a fine appearance and handsome features. In my head, that's like Michael B. Jordan or something like that. Yeah, me, look, get me. <laughs> then the Lord said, rise and anoint him, for this is the one. He's tending the sheep, but he's the one. He's, he's tending the sheep, but he's the one. I remember I grew up in this church. I've been in this church since I was two years old. So I've come through the kids' ministry. Praise God, all glory to God. So I've come through the kids' ministry, the youth ministry, to now where I am right now. And I remember I used to play drums over there. And I used to always think, like, 
why, like, people used to actually come up to me and be like, yo, why are you just waking up early in this morning? Like, I don't get it. What are you doing? Like, why do you serve so hard? Why are you tending the sheep so hard? Like, what are you doing? And I didn't realize what I was doing. But now I'm old enough to realize that while I was just playing the piano um, or playing the drums, God was creating a ministry inside of me. And in other words, God was basically testing my character through playing keys, through playing the drums. See, sometimes we want to get microwave blessings. Sometimes we want things to be quick. But sometimes God needs to sit you behind the scenes and he needs to get you ready so that you can become king. See, one of the best things that I love about David is his servant-hearted. The way he was just tending the sheep. He knew he was chosen. He had been anointed as king. But then he went back to tend the sheep. Sometimes in being chosen, we like to rush. Yeah, we've been chosen, then we run straight to start fixing, try and fix everything. Yeah, because I'm, no, no, no. You've been chosen, but then God has to then put you through a process and then he will appoint you. And then when you are appointed, that's when God can actually trust you to make changes in his name for his benefit. And it's funny because I remember when I was just like playing piano here, literally. I remember I used to go home every night. And like all of my friends, they never used to understand like why I was had that mind to serve like to be honest if I'm being real anyone that knows me personally I give all of the blessings that I've had in my life and my success in my career to serving had I not served I would have never been in this position that I am in right now had I not served I would have never understood the power of being humble and the power because I've been humbled you get me and that's a story for another time <laughs> yeah and sometimes what I really want to share today is I want to let you guys know that regardless of where you are, you are still chosen. Jono last week was speaking about dreaming. Mark has been doing a series about the fivefold uh, ministry. Wednesday nights we've been doing dangerous prayers. All we're doing is giving out seeds. That's literally all we're doing. We're just throwing out seeds and we're hoping that it lands in someone's hearts and it grows into something and it becomes something. Because at the end of the day, there's one thing to know that you are chosen and there's another thing to actually apply that to your mind. One of the best things that ever happened to my life was I learned the ability to execute. I used to think so many. I used to think all the time, I want to do this, I want to do that. But then one day I woke up and I was like, I have to start executing what God has put in my heart. Because I've been chosen. And that's not arrogance. Like Mark said, I am God's masterpiece. You are his masterpiece. It's just that, but a great painter... If you, look at the, if you look at a great painting, it looks beautiful at the end. But in the beginning stages, sometimes painters, they just, they'd be flicking off paint on the canvas. They'd be doing a ruckus. But then at the end, it looks beautiful. You are a beautiful masterpiece in the eyes of God. And until you understand that, you will never be able to walk in the fullness of what God has given you. You'll be never, you won't be able to really tap in and establish yourself as a daughter of God. Do you understand how deep that is? Like you are a daughter and a son of God. That's not no regular, that's serious. I think we take that lightly sometimes. Like we come in here on Sunday and we hear child of God. The sing, worship team were just singing, I am a child of God. Do you know how big that is? That he looks at you like a child? 
that he sees you through the lens of a father, that he loves you unconditionally, that he will send his only son to come down on this planet to be the ultimate sacrifice, that you don't have to ever think life is temporary, but if you believe in him, life can become eternal. Again, all I'm doing is throwing out seeds, and I'm hoping it lands in someone's heart today. I'm hoping that tomorrow you wake up and you think, you know what, I'm chosen. I can start again. You can be like David. Just because you're tending the sheep doesn't mean you're not chosen. That's why we've got to be careful who our friends are. Sometimes our friends like to remind us of where we came from, but they don't know where you're going. You've got to be careful of that. Yeah, give God glory for that. That's why you've got to be careful who you tell your dreams to. That's why you've got to be careful who you associate yourselves with. I grew up in an area where the statistics said I'll be dead selling drugs or in jail. That was wrong. Yeah, me. That was false. I didn't listen to that. I got a couple of boys that did listen to that and applied it, and they are in either one of those circumstances. That's why you've got to be careful of what you let inside your head. You are chosen. You are chosen. Not forsaken. You are the head and not the tail. We say these things a lot and it becomes the church lingo. But do we actually go home on Monday and when a circumstance hits us in our face, we say, hold up, wait a minute. I am the head and I am not the tail. I can overcome this because I am still chosen. You think when David went from tending the sheep, fighting Goliath, then going back to tending sheep, everything David went through led him to being king. And even when he became king, afterwards he still had trials. Because trials is a part of life. But that doesn't mean he wasn't chosen. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is, do not entangle yourself with the cares of this life so you can please the one that chose you. I paraphrased it a little bit, I think. <laughs> I think so, I don't know. You can find that on Google. But, <laughs> but in other words, sometimes we put ourselves in a box where we focus on the now so much that God literally drives right past us. But we're so focused on, oh no, this didn't happen. And God's like, he's over there and he's like, but yo, I'm here. But we're so fixed on here, we're untangling ourselves with cares that we don't need to care about. We are putting ourselves in positions where the enemy can easily come and make us forget that we are chosen. So I just want to say today that everyone in this building is chosen. Everyone is chosen. We are saved by grace. We are saved by the unmerited favor of God. Where would I be if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus? Only God knows, man. I'm, a, I'm not a speaker like this. I'm not a preacher. I'm, not, I'm just a musician. I like creative stuff. I like putting shows together and having fireworks fly out and stuff like that. That's my vibe. But my testimony, in short, is amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I can see. That process of his grace got me to where I am right now. I was chosen when I was in the nightclub. I was chosen when I was with my friends and they were smoking up a ruckus. I was chosen, when, but I couldn't just see it. And it took leaders in the church 
elders in the church to make me see, yo, you're bigger than this. We was talking about Samuel, the prophet. And one thing I realized about Samuel, had Samuel had an ego about listening to elders, he would have never been able to, uh, uh, he, would be never, he, would, he would have never been able to listen to Eli when Eli said, go back. Next time you hear that voice, say, I'm here, send me. I'm here, God. What do you want me to do? Youngers, I'm going to be real with you. Like, we have to start listening to our elders sometimes. We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're a new generation. We're hip. We're young. We get what's going on right now. But the old generation ain't there to put us down. They're just giving us the roadmap. Look, this is what we went through. I'm giving it to you so that you know that you can just follow this. That doesn't take away from the fact that what you have is individual, as an individual, is unique to you. But I believe that I'm 27, and I look up to a lot of elders, because elders got me to where I am right now. And I just want to encourage young people, don't, just, don't throw away the elders too soon, because you never know there's going to become a day when you need them prayers. You know I mean? I'm a living testimony of that. And as I come to land, I just want to really encourage people today to wake up tomorrow, not even wake up tomorrow, to go home, and when you go to sleep, close your eyes, and just think, I am chosen. As a man thinketh, so, yeah. If you can believe it up here, and you believe it in here, then you can do it out there. Let's stand, please. Where's Andrew? There's Drew. Let's lift our hands and let's just begin to start to talk to God. Yeah. There's dreams in this room that need to be unlocked. Yeah, there's dreams in this room that need to be unlocked. There's businesses in this room that need to be put up. Yeah. Some of you have, 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 have gone through so many things, so many hurdles that you've put what God gave you to sleep. Today is going to wake up. Today is going to wake up in Jesus' name. That when you wake up tomorrow, you're going to start planning. You're going to lay a brick at a time. A brick at a time. Each day, lay one brick. Because you're chosen. So you just need to follow the process. Every day, just lay one brick. It's not going to be easy someday. Some days things may, may come and it may just put you down and make you think, you know what, I'm not doing this no more. But understand, God's chosen you. God's appointed you. The very fact that you're in this room today breathing and God woke you up this morning tells me he's not done with you. So if he's not done with you, wake up tomorrow by God's grace and start again. Lay one brick at a time. Put yourself around good community and family that can speak well into what you're doing. Be like David and serve. Tend the sheep. Be humble. But also, don't remember, David also worshipped the Lord and had a heart for God. Sometimes God will close a door and close another door and close another door. 
only so that you can depend only on him. So when it happens, you can tell people, only one man did this and his name is Jesus. No man can take the glory for what God has already established. 